It's so wonderful to be in the house of God this morning. I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> but I thank the Almighty God for this, giving this wonderful opportunity once again to share some few thoughts from the Bible. Before we go to the Word of God, let's look to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you and praise you once again in this morning, Lord. We thank you as we come to your presence, O oh God, with our empty heart, heart, Lord. Lord, filled with your words from above this morning. Lord God, you be the speaker, Lord God. Those people have come with empty heart today, Lord. You, you will feel the joy. You feel the empty place in their heart, O oh God, with your words from above, Lord God. This precious time we commit into your hand. Ye be with us and speak to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. This today message is, I've been meditating for a few days and this is actually every year, I mean, when during the Lent season, I meditate a little bit about the cross and a little bit about the life and death of Jesus Christ. And uh, this year, this, this is message I'm speaking second time. Not he, I, I haven't spoken here, but I spoke in my Zoom meetings. It was yeah, two or three weeks ago. And um, I felt like on the Good Friday, I was so, I wanted to ask Five minutes, can I speak something like that? I, I was feeling, you know, that burning and desire to, it's, our speaker was preaching, and after that, I felt so much like that. Then I asked Emily, should I ask Ben for a few seconds or one or two minutes to say this? Then he said, I don't think, because in Good Friday, the service is very long, very short. <laughs> then that's all right. Then, then we went home, and... Uh, and this week, Ben asked me, what do you say? Then I took this opportunity. And I'm so glad that, yeah. Means God has everything according to his plan, according to his time. He does in a mysterious way. I thank the Lord. And today my scripture portion is Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 2. This is, you might have read previous here, the interesting part of this scripture is that the last, word, last portion of that scripture, let me read for you. Because they had not met the Israelite with no food there. Okay, they have not met the Israelite with food and water, but had hired Balaam to call a curse down on them. Our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. Yeah. And that scripture, it's our God, however, turned the curse into a blessing. We serve a God. He is almighty, you know. He can do anything. There is nothing impossible with him. And I believe God has no limitation. He can do anything. Therefore, Job chapter 42, verse 2, it says that, I know that you can do all things. Not 
nothing your purpose will in a turn you can do all thing he says he can do everything he even he can give take life even he the life he has taken god can revive and bring back life again and our god can lift somebody and he can also cast down our god can curse and our god can also bless god is able god our god is able to turn his curse into a blessing when we this words the curse words here in western country like australia we don't speak much but in my country we speak a lot the curse or oh, anything happen that is the curse but literally i have my grandmother grandfather my dad and my mom they have said this story this is my family story of course there is nothing much i mean related to my message but i want to say sometime when we do something wrong it does happen actually i don't know it is maybe coincident or it is from god but sometimes i i consider it is because god hold everything it does happen through the god there was time and i was very young and uh, we were very poor my grandfather and grandmother they used to work in field we had land but we did this you have tractors and all the plowing but we used to plow with the cow and the buffalo and uh, so whole year we will work when my father and my grandfather they will work to get buy good buffalo or cow so that they can plow the land and that particular land they plow the land they sow the seed the harvest was nice and somebody's cow i don't know what happened but it was dead in our land then we had a neighbor actually our neighbors i i don't have i mean don't remember we fighting or anything like that but that neighbors their children and even they i had friend with them like that but it seems this neighbor he took one of the sticks that we in our house we keep and he took and where the cow was dead he near he left that stick usually why we collect stick is that in the summer we collect stick we go to the jungle we get the mostly bamboo stick because during cultivation we, you need this bamboo stick so that you hit the cow and not only that because from morning 6 to until 11 o'clock you plow if you can't plow you can't uh, i mean uh, throw the seed you can't put the seed on so morning 6 to 11 11:30 12 o'clock midday they will plow so the cow will get tired and it will go here and there so you need to have a long and sticks nice sticks with the end they put a little uh, like a thorn type so that even don't walk then you poke it it is bit uh, it is cruel but that's how that's how that's how you know so even because that stick has to be long because you hold the the you i can't explain that but properly but the plow you hold because cow they will walking far away so you, the stick has to be long and when you want to turn the cow you don't hit the cow but you hit the st- the long sticks around that uh, 
bind to the neck of the cow. So they know which, if you hit this side, then cow will turn this way. If you hit this side, the cow will turn that way. So this guy, he took the sticks and he put near the cow where it was dead. Then the owner of the cow, they said, this is you guys have killed it. So you have to pay it. Then it seems my grandfather, my grandmother, my father, my mother, all they cried and they said, we did not kill. Then this guy, he witnessed, he says, this is their sticks. They have killed it. I know this is theirs. Then with great sorrow, they had to give back one live cow to them. Still my mother said that. And this family, it is, I don't have anything against them, but in presence of God, I pray that God bless them. If they have told them lie, let God judge them. Who am I to judge them? But these guys, they don't have any permanent place. They go, this village, they will be six months or a year. They will go to another village for six months. They will go to another village for six months. I don't know why. My grandfather and mother, they made us such a terrible, I think God is cursing them. I pray that, Lord, you bless them, forgive them. But there are curse in this sort of curse. I, I don't hear in the Western country a lot about speaking. But here we see our God is a God who changed the curse into a blessing. In this scripture, Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 2, when you read, here the Moabite and Ammonite, they have hired. Balaam to curse the Israelite because well Israelite asking the way that they could go pass through the Moabite and Ammonite their land and uh, instead of giving them food and cloth or any help they hired Balaam to curse because these people they know that if a prophet being hired for a curse that would be pretty because we if we curse it may not effective. It may not work. So they hired Balaam to curse. Even though they hired, but God did not allow the curse. Instead, he blessed them. Our God is a God. As the children of God, children of God, as a family, as the Christians, and we should be aware that our God, He can turn a curse into a blessing. Thank you so much. Indeed, I need a word. <laughs> you see it here in this passage, God can turn the curse against us into a blessing. That is why a child of God, we do not have to be afraid of any person. We don't have to be afraid of any sorcery done against you. And when you say there was sorcery, you don't talk about it here. The witchcraft, you don't talk. In my place, Actually, if I speak all these things, it will take the year, the first year we went to India with Port Church, the year we gave the uh, sewing mission. We gave the sewing mission and the villager, they called me. They took to a, one house and all was sitting there. We need to tell you something. You have to do something about it. 
and say very serious all the big people in the village then they said in our village there is a witchcraft going on you have to give some money we wanted to bring some money somebody who knows bigger witchcraft then he will he will reveal then we will beat them so you have to give some money then i said there were pastors sitting as well bless those pastor i pray for them i pray that god will give them the heart of jesus then i said what you're talking to me if you tell me if somebody don't have food i can share my food with them do you think you will bring somebody and beat those people that in the village i will give money i really taught them very well since then they never 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 they asked me <laughs> I, i don't yes and not only that in orissa there is so many killing it is so sad people are not educated they have this the witchcraft that's why my son died because of witchcraft that's why my husband died it's like that they kill people and there are so many cases against people and they are locked up in the prison but still this comes up but even the pastor even the christians they will believe this but as a being a christian here we see that eh? even they bring the curse against that god can turn that curse into a blessing eh? that's why psalms chapter 100 121 verse 4 it says he who watches over israel will neither slumber not sleep our god he will never sleep he will look after us he will turn everything coming against us and uh, if you read the book of isaiah chapter 54 verse 7 17 it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper when we are with christ nothing 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 can can happen to us he can turn curse into a blessing and one of the today i like to say three curses that bible speaks about and one of the curse that god gave to the entire human kind he cursed the land he cursed us and that is we see in a genesis chapter 3 verse 17 and 18 Then to Adam he said, Because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it. Curse is the ground for your sake. You toil, in toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and sizzles shall bring forth of you and you shall eat the herb of the field and here we see that god cursed the land and uh, and it what is bring forth now it is bring forth it's grow the the thorns instead of crops in the bible whenever we read the thorn it's considered is not as a blessing but it's a curse and hebrew actually what is the the definition of the curse actually if you see hebrew chapter 6 verse 7 and 8 it says look at what thorns are mean for for the earth 
for the earth which drink in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herb useful for those by whom it cultivated, receiving blessing from God, but it bear thorn and briars and it reject and near to being cursed and whose end is to be burned. They actually, in this scripture, there is a three things it speaks about. The first, it's the significance of it, that these thorns are rejected and thorns are cursed and thorns to be burned and destroyed. The thorn in the Bible is never stood for blessing or prosperity, but we serve a God who can do impossible. Yes. Who he is, he is, he can turn a curse into a blessing. Therefore, we should be confident and be happy, joy in the Lord. That's why what the Romans chapter 8 verse 20, 28, it says that, and we know that all things work together for good, those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. Even a thorn, God can turn into a blessing. Even a painful, painful experience that can turn for our pleasure. Even the same thing that bring into our life, God can turn into a prosperity. And uh, the first thorn I like to speak about, it is Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. It's a Paul's writing. Paul just says, and lest I, sell, I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation, the thorn in the flesh was given to me. The words I want to say, the, the thorn in the flesh was given to me. It's who is writing? It is the Paul, the great saint of God. He is the mighty man of God. A thor, the thorn was given to me. You know, he... In the scripture, those who have read this scripture, you know that he prayed, then he changed his thinking. And there are in our life also sometimes this sort of thorn comes. We do pray, but sometimes we discourage. But today, hopefully, end of this message, you will take it as whatever God has given the thorn to in your heart or in your family, in your body, in your whatever in area, you feel that there is a thorn and that you will accept that. And Again, the poet says that a thorn was given to me. This was not given to an ordinary man, but it's given to a great saint of God. He was a man who witnessed great revelation from God, and uh, he wrote the maximum books of the Bible. A man called personally by God to, for the ministry, a man certified as a faithful man, but this man said, I have a thorn in my life. He said, this thorn in my flesh is like messenger of Satan to buffet me. That is, what is this thorn talks about? He says very specifics in, in, in my body, in my body. And what did these thorns mean? The same passage, if you can read, yeah, that we can find out what is this thorn about. In the beginning, Apostle Paul praying Lord, remove this thorn. But St. Paul, he says, I'm taking pleasure of this thorn. Pleasure of these thorns. And uh, not only that, he, not only he takes a pleasure, but he says, I'm boasting it. Uh, why he changed in that way? Let's look to the same chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, it says, therefore, I take pleasure in 
infirmities, in reproach, in need, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. And this is the, I could say that, definition of the thorn. What is this? Infirmities, re reproach, need, persecution, and distress. These five things are the definition, I could say that. Look at this man of God. One side of his life, he is having a revelation. He is mightily used by God. He is filled with many miracles and wonders and profitable life. One side, he performs mighty miracle through Jesus' name. And another side, he pray for the sick and the sick get healed. Even dead, get, dead are being raised. When uh, even the venomous snake, uh, snake bite him, no harm happening to him. And one side, he has a glorious life. One side, he is a public, he is a wonderful in public ministry and very significant ministry he has. But look at this, he says, but other side, he says, I have a thorn in my flesh. He, in the flesh, there is a thorn. Have you ever wondered one side of your life is full of bright and, and the another side is a lot of problem? One side, you can be proud and another side, you can be in a pathetic life. And another side, you can be ashamed of. One side, people are getting healed by Apostle Paul. But on the other side, he is saying, I have a weakness in my body. Infirmity in my body. I, I pray, but it's not going away. I'm going and preaching and healing in the name of God. But nothing happening to you. Look at this flesh that's torturing poles but look at this place what is the bible say in my here it says in my place i am having infirmity i am reproached i need i got need that has not met yet in my place i am persecuted in my place there is a distress in in all that you know above all the satan is himself in my place that's what he's saying there is this thorn is bothering holes, but he prayed and prayed and prayed. It's the Bible says three times he prayed. And after that, he gave thanks for that. After that, he proud that what he has been gone through, what has been the, the thorns in his body, he proud about that. That's what the Bible says. And Bible says, the second Corinthians 12, 8, Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. Said thing that he, would, he prayed, Lord, deliver me. Lord, deliver me. I can't bear it. My flesh, my flesh I can't bear it. Persecution, I can't bear it. This reproach, I can't bear it. This same, I can't bear it. But God says, no, no, I will not take it. Let it be there. Let it be there. Now, Paul is wondering, I'm praying, people getting deliverance, but I'm praying three times, no prayer is answered. See, a man of God, if Paul's, he prayed, didn't answer three times. And uh, he took it in that way that, that we should be learned today. Hmm? He is not delivered from what he is going through. He wait on the Lord and the Lord rebuild him. 
and the, the revelation is that. And at the end, he says, I'm rejoicing what I'm going through. I'm happy about everything happening in my life. The greatest problems in our life is not the physical weakness, but pride. In order to cut this pride, God brings throne into our life. And uh, in the beginning, you see this throne as a curse, as a pain, but later you will know this is an instrument of God's blessing. Hallelujah. You only, only because of that thorn, I am grounded, I am humble, I am lonely, and today I am nailed down because of that, you know, because of that God. God is not against me, but God is with me. Do you know, there was a day in my life, personal life, this, this being a poor, being so much, you know, um, you know, trodden society and family, I felt that it is a curse. But, you know, today, where I am, and because of that, because of that, my poorness, because there was no food, because so many days, sometimes one meal a day, because of that, I'm humble today. I could say in the presence of God. Because when people say, I don't have food, I know that. When they say, I don't have many clothes, I know that. And because of that, you know, that's probably you might be going through such situation and like that. But God wants to tell you that because of that, I'm making you somebody. I'm going to make you somebody. I'll, and I'll turn that curse to a blessing and you will be a blessing to many. Our God is a God. He is a mighty and he will change that curse into a blessing. And this is, I could say that the first thorn God brings into our life is a thorn of protection. Even though this turn with things, it is painful, but this is protect us. This is bring us to our knee, and that's where we know God more and more. God knows our sickness, our problem, and one day this will go away. But God is interested in our soul, then the pleasure of our body. Hallelujah. And the second tone, I want to quickly, I want to speak it that. Genesis chapter 22, verse 13. There we see this story, all we know. Abraham, God asked Abraham to sacrifice his only son on the Mount Moriah. And uh, he takes his son, he put the altar, and he lay his son Isaac, and as he lifted his sword to sacrifice, then the angel of the Lord said, do not kill, do not touch your son. I, now I know that you are faithful, your obedience, and I'm going to make you a great nation. And now, if that's, if I'm in Abraham's place, if I'm not going to kill my son, what I'm going to do now? Where is the lamb? If you, Lord, if you would have asked me, if you have told me, at least I would have dragged one sheep to the top of the mountain, because it's top of the mountain. The sheep live in the green pastures. They run to the, you know, scum, the still water, not in the top of the mountains. But as you see, God open his eye and he see a, a sheep on the, the thorny bushes caught on the horn and he bring and sacrifice. Our God is a God. When there is 
no provision you think this is this is the place of curse this is the place of the thorn that's what jesus said in the many miracle i mean to the parables in the sowers where the seed and sowers parable there some seed fall into the thorny land and where nothing came out it came out little bit but quickly it is die what does it mean that nothing good will come out from the thorn and but god can do miracles and can provide like age he provided abraham and this thorn i can say that this is the a thorn is not a place where you get provision but our god he can provide out of that thorn a provision i call this is the thorn of provision and the thorn never provide any good the thorn, i don't know what situation you are going through today but some of us fix some of the mark some of the place or some of the things that this place i don't get anything and this uh, i know this person when i, I don't get anything anything get from him It means like um, edge in the bible says that what good thing can come out from the nazareth people say that what good thing can comes out from nazareth but what happened jesus christ he, he came out from the nazareth hallelujah a place where is people think it is a curse a place it's a think 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 it is a curse is the third place but god can do a mighty miracles and in the old testament as we know the stories of the israelite they were 430 years in egypt and they learned to hate being in egypt for 430 years they cried out to god to deliver them from the bondage but after the 10th plague when god delivered them and they hold to the promise saying that we there is the land the honey and milk flowing land not in egypt, not in egypt it's outside god you know opened their eyes and that's what they said but just before after 430 years being treated and very badly as they lived they didn't live with empty handed the bible say they plunder they got gold silver all their everything even though they know that there is a land that's flowing milk and honey that's enough for them but where it's the thorny land where they were living god did not allow them to live in empty handed with the blessing they left actually the egyptian they run not to take these peoples back to the egypt so that they make slave no they came because these people are taking away all the wealth of the egypt that's why they came and they all died our god is a god where there is nothing you know all is dried up in that place he can bring the blessing he can multiply he can turn those curse into a blessing and the last thorn i want to speak today it is very important and very interesting god i can pray that god will open your heart and this is the third thorn and as we saw in genesis chapter 3 where 17 and 18 specifically 18 god cursed the land then the thorn bushes comes out 
And uh, now we see the scripture, Matthew chapter 27, verse 29 to 30. Here we see, where is the thorn in sitting? It is, it is amazing. We saw the thorn is cursed in this world. Nobody will prefer it. Nobody will grow a thorn, rather they cut and burn it. If there are thorn in particular path, even we avoid that path, Look at this incident, a thorn, God curse upon this world. Now, where it is seen in this passage? It is turned to a crown and put in the head of Jesus Christ. It is very shocking. We have seen king wearing crown and gold and diamond, but never seen a king wearing crown of thorn ever in the history or even in the movie either. It is so shocking. A cursed thorn ended up on Jesus' head. Who he is? He is not just a king. He is the king of kings. He is not a, just a lord. He is a lord of lords. He is the creator. He is the alpha and omega. How come someone put a crown of thorn put on our savior's head? Will you accept a crown of thorn on your head? No. Head is very important part of our body. That's why book of Psalms, chapter 8, verse 5, it says, You have made them little lower than the angel and crowned them with glory and honor. So God, the Father, when he, in the creation, Adam and Eve, he did crown them glory and honor. But because of the sin, that was taken away. When we see the crown of glory has lost, Bible says that when the first family immediately sin, the glory lost and they see themselves as naked. Sinful man has no longer has a glory and honors in his head. What is their head now? God punishment. And that's what we lost when our first Parents, Adam and Eve, they did the sin. And therefore, the Romans chapter 3, verse 23, it says that, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. God is righteous. Bible says there is no one righteous in this world. Therefore, God would not bring the crown of glory to a sinful man. When a officer, let's talk about the, uh, when an officer, like a police officer, when he does a mistake, First, they will remove what? They will remove his uniform. They will take his uniform. They will take his ID and they will put him in the prison cloth. Truly speaking, when Adam and Eve sinned, we deserve not the crown of glory, but the crown of throne. Upon our head, that's supposed to be. But God saw that we will not live, we will die. We deserve a crown of shame and crown of throne. But God, out of his great mercy, and he, he gave this righteousness. And that is if here we see Jesus himself received the crown of thorn. God said, to, God said to Adam, the day you will eat these fruits, you will die. But did he really die? All it happened in the garden is that he came to know that he is naked. And God clothed them 
and uh, he sent them away from the garden. Why he didn't die? Was God lie? Because God, why he didn't die? And uh, that's the actual question. But actually, God was prepared. God prepared a second Adam to die on behalf of first Adam. And uh, that's why today we are here, he, uh, worshiping the mighty God. And the treatment was given to second Adam was not the crown of glory, but the crown of thorn. Will anybody, will anybody, if throw anything on your head, will you accept? No. But God the Father, he prepared Jesus to wear the crown of thorn. And this is, if we say, this is a very tricky words, but I'm going to interpret in such a way that it will be a blessing. This we have heard many times, this we have read many times, Mark chapter 14, verse 3 to 8. Here we see a sinful lady, and Jesus in the house of Simon Peter's, and no, Simon the leper, I think, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Simon the leper, and a sinful lady coming, a sinful woman, her name is not mentioned, Probably she's not important. She's very sinful. That's why. So she is coming and anointing Jesus. She is coming and anointing Jesus. And uh, as the alabaster, she broke and she put the perfume. And there the story says that, oh, it, it could be given to the poor. It is so expensive. Why you spend? Then Jesus said that she is preparing my body for burial. In this story... There are three different, three things happen that supposed to not happen in the Bible. This is a bit odd to say, but, you know, when there is anointing someone's head, it is always talking about anointing a king. Anointing, in the Bible we see, soul anointed David, soul anointed soul. And all the anointing of the king, that is the number one. And in the Bible, we see when a king ordained, they pour oil on the head per, by a person. And that is by whom? That is a prophet or priest. Yes. I can't go and do that. Yes. It is only done by a prophet or priest. Prophets are the concentrated and themselves when given, given this um, opportunity to anoint someone. Now, that's not now what's happening here. It's not a prophet pouring oil into the head of Jesus who is pouring a sinful woman. It's a very shocking. It's not an ordinary person who Jesus is. Jesus is a mighty, almighty God. And here, Jesus says he is preparing my body for burial. The Old Testament, every kind, every king coronation, you know, and or anointed by a not by a woman, it's by a man. Here we see not a man, it's a woman. The three shocking things we see in this scripture. Do you know that what it means? Jesus was prepared to carry this thorn. Jesus was prepared so that entire sin of the world could come upon him. The significance is that. That's, that's why the John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Jesus committed his head to have this thorn so that we can be, be free from the curse. And 
why a woman anointed why not a man but it was not a man who deceived first but it was a woman therefore god says you are the first one to sin therefore i will use you to pour your anointing on me and she poured it to jesus and here jesus said i am ready uh, to take this cross i am ready to take this all the pain and i will carry the thorn on my head to deliver you from sin and in the galatians chapter 3 verse 13 it says the curse is everyone who hung on paul and jesus he was being he cur- he got cursed so that we can be free from that curse and god is the and he here we see that the the old the curse that supposed to come on us he took it upon himself so that we can have a life so that we can come and worship him may the almighty god bless us through this small sharing amen thank you